0: I love to imagine moments in and around the times that we meet Jesus in the Gospels, walking into towns, villages, settlements, farms, calling hello to the people passing by, exchanging greetings with fishermen and farmers, with women collecting water, with mothers children tax collectors rich poor I like to imagine everyday conversations he had with his mother and I love knowing that in his human life he ate and drank and studied and prayed and taught and learned and laughed and cried i'm sure that sometimes like us he laughed until his stomach ached that kind of joy i love that he lived and i love how he lived as we're told fully human and fully divine and that fully human part matters to me that he was a human person that could smell and taste and and feel that he could feel the touch of rough wool of a blanket taste the tang of wine enjoy the warmth of fresh baked bread feel the winter sun on his face after a cold night in this way connecting with all of us with with our tasting and smelling and laughing and and crying, our feeling sad and feeling loved, and all the other feelings, our humanness. The experience of this human, Jesus, who lived among us and could feel what we feel, matters so much. It matters that Jesus spoke to us from the experience of being human spoke to us human to human in his human life traveling alongside us jesus showed such tenderness of heart reaching out to tax collectors and foreigners and children he showed over and over again that no one is outside the scope of god's love abundant love he showed us this by loving us all even today as we hear about the final moments of his human life again this radical tenderness suffering that agony of of crucifixion he is scoffed at by the religious leaders mocked by the soldiers and even challenged by a criminal being crucified beside him a man who spits out are you not the messiah save yourself and us even in these final moments of his life jesus feels for the humans around him asking god to forgive his tormentors and offering comfort and forgiveness to another criminal who comes to his defense assuring this man, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Even though as humans, we struggle to live the kind of life that Jesus That human Jesus lived how amazing to know that his tenderness towards us never falters instead he is constantly encouraging our efforts and forgiving us when we stumble and in the passage that you just heard from Colossians we hear that that through him God well, through him in this human-to-human connection, God is enabling us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. In other words, we belong more than ever to God, no matter what. We are here for God's purposes. We're participants in what one person calls the stream of goodness that flows from God we as small and insignificant as we sometimes feel are part of this force that's changing the world Now, if God wants us to participate in this stream of goodness that that flows from God and is changing the world why is it then that we struggle to hear god's call why do we wander so far away? sometimes i wonder if it's because we are afraid of that much love that it overwhelms us and scares us too we wonder could it be true could i be worthy of that much love could god really mean to love me that much Or am I being asked to love that much toward others? I think many of us are so braced for sadness and disappointment in our lives that we hold back from trusting God. And I'm wondering, is that you? Do you struggle to surrender to the flow of love, what God is doing with you through your life. There's a line I love from a poem by William Blake. We are put on earth a little space that we may learn to bear the beams of love. Put here to learn to bear being loved to accept the experience of that much love even though we know it's a lot safer to shut down and feel less especially if we've been hurt and also in those words it's not just bearing that love but we need to learn to bear to carry forward the beams of love so that they shine on others, to be bearers of love. Again, that incredible tenderness that Jesus showed in his human life, or as the poet Hafiz wrote hundreds of years ago, love this, carry your heart through the world like a life-giving sun. Carry your heart through the world. As a life giving son. How do we humans do that? How can we ever hope to live that kind of loving life that Jesus lived and that we're clearly called to live also with that level of surrendered tenderness? Yes, Jesus' life on earth gives us the pattern, the model, but how do we apply it? How do we put it into practice? How do we live that way? A monk that I admire has a beautiful answer. He writes, paradoxically, we live within the embrace of Christ whose arms are nailed to the cross. What we say and do, and even what we think and feel and intend all these are saturated with meaning supercharged by a renewable energy source whose power holds us in being hear that we are powered we are empowered we are fueled that's how we can learn to to bear the beams of love, to love ourselves and love others and care for the world around us tenderly, even though on our own it's a struggle to bear the beams of God's love. The story of how we are powered comes to us this morning in the second half of the letter to the Colossians. Some people call this section the Cosmic Christ him and it's an extraordinary vision of how christ powers the entire universe including us and they say that ancient people sang this in their worship first we hear that he christ is the image of the invisible god so christ makes god visible to us we see god we are this close to the creator we hear that in him all things in heaven and on earth were created all things have been created through him and for him not some things all things in heaven and on earth that infinite that vastness He himself, we hear, is before all things. Hear that? He was always in existence. And best yet, in him all things hold together. That's my favorite part. He is nothing less than the hub, the fulcrum, the center, the loving force, the meaning that binds together the cosmos, these words, and more. In him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him, God was pleased to reconcile God's self to God's self, all things on earth and in heaven. I love this. Sorting out of things here and sorting out of things there. Whatever needs sorting out. These vast images, how, how do we take them? What do we do with these words of the cosmic Christ, him, and apply them to our lives now? As we said before, Jesus, human Jesus, showed us how to live, gave us a pattern, demonstrated what God's love looks like on the ground for us humans in action. And we try our best to pattern our lives on this grateful, that he knew the world that we know experienced what we experienced. And... Christ, the cosmic Christ, who was part of God from the very beginning, is now, will be always, this ancient and forever Christ is the great animating force of love, the center of love in the universe forever. And that Christ is the ongoing source of strength we need to follow Jesus's way of love. Because, remember, his power holds us in being. In him, all things hold together. We are part of it, this hum of the universe. What a profound kind of belonging that is purpose meaning so when you feel small or when you feel sad or afraid or uncertain or discouraged exhausted or when you feel joy Think about your power source and the profound way in which you are melded into the very fabric of the universe. You are made of love. You are made by love. You are made for love. Through Christ the King. Amen.